Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Square Eye Syndrome Podcast. I am the host, Ben Gilman. I am, as always, joined by uh, Troy, Mr. Fan Service Salmon. <laughs> Hiya. You guys okay? I dread to think what you're going to tell me today. I've already booked a therapist appointment. Oh, God Lord. damn it. Last week, prison school. <laughs> um, I'm joined by professional Peter Jackson impersonator, Tom Hill. Hi. <laughs> How are you doing, lads? Oh, man. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I love that intro. I loved it, by the way. Hey, I've got more worse ones. It's fine. I thought we needed to have a bit more buoyancy. That's my new word of the week, buoyancy. Mm, I like it. The world's going to hell outside. I might as well smile as it burns around me. Um, so, who's going first this week? All right, I'll, I'll, I'll bang out this week. I'll do it. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. Troy, uh, Tom, I think this is a bit where we let Troy talk on his own for a bit. <laughs> fair enough. No, no, hey, hey, hey. It's, it's crazy this, this week, to be fair. Uh, shit. <laughs> All right, okay. So, I'm going to start with you guys. Okay, so it's something called, I don't know if you guys have seen it. I know some people, on the, if they listen to the podcast right now, they've probably seen it or heard of it. Motherland, Fort Salem. So. No, don't know it. Oh, yeah. Oh, damn. It's been everywhere. But um, a lot of people on YouTube have been talking about it. So um, people are saying it might be SJW or, you know, say social justice warrior. But it's actually pretty good, this show, Mother and Fort Salem. So it's mostly a predominantly female cast. Okay. Um, yeah. So it's a supernatural type of thing. So it's witchcraft and all that stuff. So basically, yeah, yeah. So literally, it's really good. Um, so if you're into the stuff like Charmed and stuff like that, then it's a really good show. That's just kind of... So what's it about? What's it about? Come on. Oh. So here we go. Here we go. So here we go. So I'm gonna break it down. So basically, um, during the Salem witch trials, when literally um the people were trying to burn them at the stake and all that stuff. So during the war, they've basically joined an accord with each other. And they've teamed up to actually the witches actually helping the Americans fight wars against other these outside threats. The main threat is called the Spree. They're like the main villains of the show. So they're like a rogue witch faction, and they use balloons and anything with air trapped in it so they'll literally use a balloon and do a spell inside that balloon pop the balloon and every literally a mass people would actually die it's crazy it's really good trust me it's like it it for that witchcraft it's crazy it's amazing really good show and literally um there's three main protagonists of the show you got um a girl called abigail another girl called rael and Another girl called Tally. So they're like the three main um, teens and teenagers of the show. Um, they're like the ones we, we see through their eyes and what's going on throughout the show. So um, they join like a, a school, like a, like, a, like, like a soldier school, to get Tom trained up to fight this um, threat called the Spree. And throughout the show, it's almost like Game of Thrones in a way. It's almost like a mixture of like Game of Thrones and I'd say Charm. So it's a mixture of like those two shows. Um, bad stuff goes down. People die. They actually don't care how people die in this show. It's crazy how they actually do it. It's creative in ways they kill each other. It's almost like a horror slash supernatural. It's, it's insane. It's really good. It's really good. Trust me. So good. You know, when you say it's better than Charmed, I mean, that's not hard. Really. No, is it better than Charmed? I would never say it's better than Charmed. No way. Oh. I'd say it's... I was, <laughs> come on, you know it's better than that. Charmed is a classic. Come on now. Charmed has got a good theme song. Oh, come on. Here we go. Here we go, guys. And yeah. that's all there is to say about that. <laughs> So you're backing me up here, Tom. 
Yeah. Oh, come on, come on, come on, I just, I just couldn't get into it, bro. I, I tried. You know what? I, I gave Charm the chance because I liked Buffy. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll give you that. Buffy wipes its ass on charms. Oh, come on. No, 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 no. You guys have no soul. It doesn't even know it's there. It's that insignificant a show. And fans, come at me because I'm not scared of you, Twilight loving motherfuckers, okay? Come at me. Hey, hey, hey. hey. Do you want to know what the best thing Put some respect on its name. The effects. The charms. best thing that came Boy out of They started the... Oh, my God. The best thing that came out of Charmed was that Paige chose her wrestling name based on Charmed. To favorite character in that. That's oh, is that true? Is it real? Well, that I think so. It's from um, you know, the film Fighting with My Family. Yeah. They said that's why she chose Paige because she couldn't oh, use snap. Britney. Okay. Yeah. I'm not a fight. I damn, I didn't watch the movie. That's why. I, damn, that's, that's nice. Oh dear. You never seen the film? No, I haven't seen it. Awesome. It's it's on Netflix. I do want to watch it because it's meant to be quite good. Right. Just a side re- side recommendation of a film, Fighting with My Family. Both of you. Wrestling. Oh, wrestling, wrestling movie. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. Literally, I'll see Seriously, it. Seriously, it's I'm... one of the best wrestling movies ever. Oh, damn, okay. That, that's that a spoiler. Not... The Wrestler. I remember that. Why is Vince McMahon quality. Don't, don't be knocking that. That's quality, man. <laughs> it's <laughs> good shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Sorry, <laughs> 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 All right, okay. So, literally. Right. Let's and, stay on um, point, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Let's get back up. All right. Let's so, as well, there's like, literally a leader. Um, and literally, she's like 300 and something years old, and she's like leading these group of women to fight this free. And they've got a really cool concept as well. They've got these, um, she's got these subordinates called biddies, like oh, the, the term old biddy. So, literally, she has these young recruits, and they give um, their life force to her to literally keep her living, like literally staying young for like forever. Basically, that's what they've done. They've, anyone who dies, they just get replaced. By a young recruit, they go. I've got, I want to do this all my life, and I'm like, I, I see this. I'm like, damn, that is creative. That is insane. But yeah, though, that is a Motherland Fort Salem. Check it out. Is that the name of it? Yeah, it's called Motherland Fort Salem. Yeah. Motherland. Yeah, it's Motherland. Making notes, dude. Motherland. Yeah, Fort Salem. Got it. Okay. Yeah, Motherland Fort Salem. <laughs> so. <laughs> See, it's not that crazy this week. It's not as crazy this week. I'm gonna go crazy soon, but this I'm week waiting I'm... to finish knock us out of the next pack. Right? <laughs> it's not, hey, it's gonna be it's gonna be normal this week. It's gonna be normal. That's what I've been watching this week, just normal shows. Yeah, um, prison right this week. Jesus Christ, Tom. I need I need to cut on my wife. <laughs> it's like Vietnam flashbacks from last week. No flashbacks. <laughs> oh. Wow, man went there, yo. Full metal jacket mode. Full metal jacket, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay, so, right. so part two, we got okay. So, the, the crossing, so that's another show I've been watching. Literally, it's called The Crossing. I don't know if you heard of it. Have you guys heard of it? No, yeah. So, literally, I've been watching that on Amazon Prime because I'm a Prime user. So, I've literally been scrolling through shows on Amazon Prime. So, I saw this and I was like, oh, this is a good show. I'm a sci fi guy, I'm a sci fi head. So, mm-hmm. I like this. Mm-hmm. So, here we go. So it's so like a um, science fiction thriller. Um, so basically, the movie, well, the movie, the show starts out with these, um, basically these passengers or these people just underwater. So it's like a, a basically a, a cool scene of the underwater people, just people just like dying, trying to get out of the water. So they're in the ocean. So only, only a couple of people survive the actual crossing, as it were, through this um, time travel machine. So it's time travel involved in this show as well. 
Um, it basically has vibes of like the Terminator. So literally, they have to go back in time to stop this um, universal threat because literally they're called Apex. They're these, these um, other otherworldly baddies. They're basically humans evolved who are basically wiping out the rest of humanity. So, so, you know, we're in the same vein as Skynet. That's basically what this um, show is really about anyways. So you got this sheriff. He's like the leader of this town called Port... Port? Yeah, Port Canaan. It's Oregon, Seattle. So it's like a little, little sleepy town. And basically, he sees all these people rocking up on the shore, these survivors. I think there's like 47 survivors out of 100 people who was in the ocean. And basically, this whole like conspiracy theory goes on because literally, these people who came back, there was literally a first migration. There were people who were there before them. And they basically took up these high positions in, in the world at this point, And they're basically controlling the world. And basically trying to um, uncover this conspiracy. And the cast is fire. It's amazing. Trust me, they've got Steve Zahn. I, I don't know if you guys know of Steve Zahn. No. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, I think I, think I knew Tom would know. Tom would know Steve Zahn. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I know. He's the kind of person I know Tom would know. Um, so, yeah, so he's in Planet of the Apes, he's in the other show, Dallas, Dallas Buyers Club. He's in his other show. And what was that movie, Tom? What was it against that, um, that trucker, that evil trucker? Oh, oh, what was it? That movie is so good. Oh, uh... Oh, was it called Roadkill? No. Was it called Roadkill? Roadkill, yeah. It's called Roadkill, yeah, yeah. They've got different names for it. Terrible, terrible film, but... <laughs> terrible, <laughs> terrible film, but awesome at the same time. It's really, really yeah. so bad, it's good. So, yeah. So, he's literally the main star of the show, The Crossing. So, he's okay. the main... He's the, he's the sheriff like, of the town, and he's actually trying to uncover all these um, these mysteries and that, about the, who are these people who um, basically come out of the ocean and survived. And who's the superpowered woman? Because I think the superpowered woman, she was the. She's been in so much stuff. Natalie Martinez. She's called Reese. She's like this. She's from Apex, the evolved humans. So literally, she's looking for her daughter, who's been captured by these this shadowy organization, that's been going around just rounding these people up. Um, I think what's she been on? She's been on. I've just really shot that she's been on as well. Um, what was it? Underdome. She was on that. She was a star that Underdome from Dust Till Dawn, the TV show, all that stuff like that. So that oh, that's another good show, Dust Till Dawn. But yeah, she's been. <laughs> <laughs> I just really, I'm like, damn, this is so good. The show she's on. But yeah, she she's like the the co-star of the show as well. She's like the and like a tag protagonist against like anti-hero because she's just going around just just beating people up. She's literally the Terminator of the show. She's the Terminator. She's like the original female Terminator right, right now. So this was her. So um, yeah, this show is another good good watch as well. Go check it out. The Crossing. Solid. Okay. There we go. Cool. You actually did normal this way. Or well done. Hey, I did it. I had to do it. Hey, I, just, I said, I'm watching some normal shows. I just felt like it, you know? I'll send you a medal or certificate <laughs> or... Some 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 tissues or something in the place. <laughs> Come on, bro. Oh. Seriously, <laughs> that was normal. Okay, I'm not so scared of Tom's selections. It's yours, there where I just have to take a breath before you. I just had to like, just just trick you for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, like a roller coaster, you're just racing yourself. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm waiting for Tom. This Tom, this is gonna be amazing. I can feel it already. It's gonna be great. Yeah, Tom's <laughs> up next. Should I go next? Because Tom... Actually, actually you know what? Yeah, it's the same Tom to last. Yeah, the same to last. Yeah, we're trying to rotate around people. We're still working the kinks out of this thing. Mm. Okay. So, last week I took a shot at Sunderland Football Club. 
<laughs> yeah, well, like, but I've finished up season two, but that's not my pick. But yeah, much love. Yeah. Um, so I decided uh, Amazon, like Troy, um, Leeds United take us home because uh, okay. I will definitely say Leeds United are. It's a documentary series about Leeds United, basically like the Sunderland documentary that I spoke about last week. It's about mm-hmm. Leeds United wanting to go back up to the Prem. Um, now, when I was growing up, Leeds United were one of the biggest teams in the country. So unlike Sunderland, they actually have a reason to say they are one of the biggest teams in the country. They still are. <laughs> um, they have a better history. They've won trophies. And they've been away since 2004. Now, I'm a Spurs fan. Boo, cheer, whatever. I don't give a shit. Basically, shut up. Uh, basically, <laughs> basically, I really respect Leeds. They're like, you know, childhood. When I was football fan, 92, 93, your Villas, your Newcastles, your Leeds. Like, these were the teams that when they went down, I missed. Mm. And Leeds is the one team that hasn't come back up. Good. From that. <laughs> oh, good. Well, oh, hold on, hold on. A bit of disturbance. Well, I, I, I sense disturbance from Tom over yeah. there. What's your beef, boy? I hate Leeds with a passion. <laughs> but I hate Sunderland, so that's okay. Anyway, back to Leeds. No. But the but it's just more of the same. You go up and down with the team, the, the group of the, the fans during the season. And I still think football fans put too much into their football team. Life and death. Um, but it's enjoyable as always. Um, the chairman isn't as much of a twat as the previous Sunderland chairman have been over mm-hmm. two seasons, so I give them that. Um, what's his name? Blasio Balasala, this Italian coach, um, quite famous, quite crazy. Oh, the uh, chief, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's quite insane. Yeah, there's a great bit where, you know, Spygate with Derby County that happens. Very famous football thing. Covers that. And uh, he spends an hour and a half locking journalists in a room, showing them that his research is on every team across the country, not just Derby. And that there's nothing wrong with going to have someone scout out a training field. I don't Mm -hmm. see the point of it. Quite funny. Um, But they don't get promoted like Sunderland in the last (laughs) season. And... I would love to see one of these where the team, a team that I watch, would just get promoted at the end. Because at the moment, it feels like a really NXT ending to a takeover where they're just kicking the shit out of you. But there's a lot of football documentaries on Amazon on the Prime section. So I might be bringing one here every week. There's one on every World Cup, for example. I like it. Yeah, it's decent. Amazon does really good football documentaries. They're, they're ridiculous. I yeah, might just pick time for it. Yeah. My wife's already bored of it, but what can you do? So there's that. I would recommend it. Really well shot. That's my first pick. Okay. Uh, the second one is Sex Education. Oh, I knew it was coming. It was coming. <laughs> I can't put this off. I, I, I'm technically cheating, but I haven't spoken about it on the podcast before. So I thought I'm going to be a lazy fuck this week and just talk about something I saw last month. Sorry. Sex education is, obviously, I don't think I have to introduce it very uh, 
It's very well known. Um, it's a show about a boy called Otis who gives sex education advice because his mum is a sex therapist at a school that, confusingly enough, looks like an American high school with football jackets <laughs> and everything. It does. It's weird. It's really timeless. It's like a John Hughes movie, like The Breakfast Club. And, um, but it's British. Um, and it's just funny. It's just, in season two, they've increased the background characters. Because yeah. you had to remain, you both watched this, right? Do I need to? Yeah. I've never watched it, but I've watched little bits. So I've never watched it, though. Okay, so I'll be careful. But basically, you've got Maeve. Um, uh, there's another person who's gay, and I can't remember him. <laughs> Eric. Eric. Eric and Otis, they're the three main characters from season one with certain characters in the background. But what they do in season two is they take those friends of them and they bring them all to main character status while introducing some new ones. And I love that. And they find something for everyone to do, which is fantastic. And it doesn't always go <coughs> in the way you think it will go. I mean, Tom, you've watched this with, you've watched season two as well. Yeah, yeah. It's really clever how they've, I was so angry at the end of season two, though. Yeah, so, so yeah without spoiling it. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying why. I was just so angry. It's true, true. You have to go and watch this. I know. You're most people that told me to watch that show all my days. But, that, but it's that's a sign good. of how good the actors are in that scene of and just how pissed off I was when that, when that ended. Because they're doing something that they're holding off on. And that's quite difficult to do in romance. Yeah, I know you, 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 thought they, you thought they, the payoff was going to come at the end of season two. Yeah, but they know. And they've managed to, yeah. No, they, they've Frosty done it well. Thing. They've done it very well. That sounds interesting, but I've got to check this out. Damn it. But they're also, flipping. just for you, for you Troy, yeah. Gillian Anderson still looks as good as she did when she did the X. Oh, yeah, she's seen this. She's the mother yeah. of the guy. Oh, 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 yeah, okay, okay, I'm in, I'm in. I mean, the whole cast, it just brings it, but she is oh, a particular yeah. highlight. Just the whole bloody cast, and the guy that plays Eric is becoming one of my favorite British actors right now because he's yeah. just charisma coming out of his asshole. His laugh reminds me of you, Troy. Oh, <laughs> yeah, my wife's met you, so when we've seen it, he laughs like that. She goes, Haha, That's Troy. I was like, Yep, that's Troy. Dirty <laughs> laugh, Troy. It's a good laugh, but basically. It's just a great show because when I first saw it, it took me a while to watch it because it says sex education. I was like, oh, another show about teenagers having sex. Yeah, that's, a, what, that's, literally that's what I thought. I thought it was going to be like another skins or something. I was like, oh, I don't it's know. It's really not. Yeah. It's so much it's, better. And it's well acted. Yeah. It's well thought through. It's sensible. Yeah, it's brilliant. Okay. Not being it's America. When I found out it was British, I gave it a chance. I thought it was American from the advertising. It was very American style. When I found out it was English, I was like, "Well, right, I'm giving it a chance." Yeah, because that's, that's how Netflix do their trailers, though. They're, they're I'm, not, I'm not taking a shot at America. I just prefer British humour because they're a little bit more careful with what they do and just funnier, and it's not as cheesy. I love that. Um, but basically, if there is good British American comedy, one day we'll get into that. But there is. Like, I was really surprised at how good this show is. It's just, and like Tom said, I wanted to punch someone, and that person has a certain thing. I would have happily thrown him down the stairs. Now, Tom, <laughs> considering, my, considering my job, I feel bad saying that. But yeah, this same here. 
Oh my god, you, you guys are selling it to me. I love it right now. I'm loving it. Because uh, like I believe it's the person, not the the thing that makes a person. This person will be thrown down the stairs. <laughs> you don't know you have no idea how bad what he's saying is, Troy, until you watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, oh god. Um but he's slappable, even you know. Doesn't matter where you're from or what your thing is, I would slap slap him. Because it, yes. it's, it's so close and you think you're gonna get something and you don't. But they obviously are confident that they're gonna run and run and run for years with this, which is great. So it's confidence. But they definitely know they've got another series in it. Yeah, they've got like maybe a third season because at that point they're gonna get older. Well, I, I, gonna... also I think if you try and pull this on for another pull it out to more than the third season, people will get annoyed with you not giving them that payoff. Season three just needs to end it. Do a British way of short and sweet, get no, out. Season three doesn't need to end it, but season three needs to end that particular story arc. And Within that. Four, potentially hmm. take a risky chance, do a skins and reboot the cast for a new season, a new term with new people coming in. Well, no, it doesn't need to be that. You just have to have it so that those characters... Are dealing with being together whilst trying to give relationship advice and shit like that. Season two, we're still dealing with the hangovers of season one. Yeah. So season three really needs to end, tie it all up, and start new problems. People four. Yeah. Mm. But I I love it. They've also successfully made put new characters in. While and this is, I think Tom agrees with me. They're taking the background characters and all moved them to main cast, and it's very um, good. Yeah, really well with it. Everyone deserves to be there. They haven't got too many characters where, often some people are frustrated that the original characters don't interact as much. The original three, I think it's better payoff for season three when they all come back into more interaction going <laughs> season three. Yeah, that's no, I agree it's. with that. It's about making you want it more. Yeah. And actually, a lot of people have been smartly saying, you know what, this season's really, 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 really good. Like the first, the first season was amazing. I'd say you were always concerned that season two just might not live up to it, but and it, it, they made it so different from season one whilst keeping it familiar that it worked. And they did it by doing the backflip over the high jump, sticking two fingers up at people. Legitly. Yeah. I'm obviously coronavirus. We hate you, bitch. Um, it means. A third season is going to be delayed for the foreseeable future, but it will. Production has been delayed. I am good on Netflix, though. It will happen. Netflix well, it's definitely it's definitely been commissioned for a third series. It will yeah. happen. It's just because of this Corona bitch virus. Um, it will come when it comes down a bit, I suppose. But I look forward to it. Yeah, I've now got a quick bit of time to talk about my third pick now. Oh, balls. Okay. Oh yeah. By the way, yeah, yeah. Marianne is also a Netflix show. I don't need to give sex education any more advertising. Um, <laughs> Marianne is a French horror show. Oh wait, Mary. Okay. Um, Buried was not advertised really well. I happened to see this at someone's house. You know when it goes on to, like, you know Netflix is a noisy bitch. If you leave it on something, it will just play a trailer. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. like to be quiet quite annoying sometimes um it just played this uh horror trailer and it was marianne i was like oh i should watch that 
So it's basically an eight-part French. Um, I have to watch more French cinema um, TV after this because I generally been told French TV and cinema is really good. Um, it's about a writer called Emma who, um, when she was younger, was um, had nightmares of a witch, and um, she wrote about which she's now a famous author later um and the, and the thing is she wrote about people her childhood growing up and over the season you see her reunite with her old school friends yeah she comes back to her small town because the witch she spoke about has gained power through her novels so it's like harry potter three popular international bestseller she's well known but Marianne, the actual witch, has taken over one of her friend's mothers and basically threatens to cut, um, kills the daughter in front of her at book signing to have her come back to the French town. And uh, it's just creepy. I don't know how to say it. It's really just they stay on shots. Emma's, at first, it's interesting. Um, she has what I would refer as a lesbian haircut, but um, for a long time, there's a lot of females around. You feel like they're going down that road, but then she just gets off of a guy, so she, she likes men. What do I know about haircuts? But it's just, she's not the most likable character sometimes, but there's flaws. It's just creepy, and uh, I enjoyed it, and it ended the first season with a cliffhanger twist, which unfortunately... Because we live in a world where people want to watch Love Island on Netflix instead of really good horror, it's been cancelled. So oh, there is no second season. Oh, don't get me started on Love Island. Don't get me started on that. Oh my god! So you want to correct shit like Love Is Blind, which is utter trash, dumpster fire, but they don't want Maryam. Yeah, it's the WWE thing of we have too many people, we have too many quality wrestlers. Something gets left behind. So unfortunately, Maryam is a high quality product on a platform. Has so much competition, it's just they're competing against themselves sometimes. Netflix, unfortunately, nobody saw it, and it's a shame because Netflix immediately normally announces another season immediately. And it premiered in September, and there was no word until January, it's been cancelled. But go check it out anyway. Don't let me put, don't let me put you off. Just really good, it's just really funny as well. Exactly. I'll, I'll check it out, man. Marianne. I think I saw the trailer yeah. for that. Like, it looked pretty good. Yeah, but like I said, it's the uh, problem with Netflix is there's so much competition. Stuff gets pushed to the side. That's the good thing about Netflix, but there are so many shows that I, people keep saying, oh, you should watch this on Netflix. And I've never heard of it because they just keep pumping out so much stuff. Thankfully, they now have that latest button which shows you what's coming each week and next week. So you yeah. can keep an eye on it. <coughs> But like, yeah, I think it came out. Um, I'm trying to think of what show was big on Netflix at that time. But it came out at a time when there was a lot of new shows landing on Netflix in September. Yeah. It got <laughs> but it's one of those underrated gems. Um, I just wish there wasn't, if they just chose not to have a cliffhanger ending. But I, I suppose it's better that way. Horror, so you know what? <clears throat> I changed my mind. I like the fact that you know a lot of horror films have a twist ending, but they never need to follow up on it. 
It's true. It's horror. It's, hor- it's a horror. It's a horror trope, isn't it? It's I, a mind on that. I think it can just stay as it is, and it can just stay perfect one season. Fine. Because evil wins at the end. Yeah, always does. Horror. Evil yeah. finds a way to prevail, mm. to survive, basically, without giving too many spoilers away. But I kind of knew they might do that because yeah. it's a film, you know. But yeah, go watch it. That's me done. Right. Drop the mic. <laughs> I'm gonna get comfortable. Yeah. It's history time with Tom. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> I'm I'm not doing anything historical this week, actually. Oh, I'm still excited to see what you do because it's story time. You're so good with your description. Yeah. <laughs> let's do yeah, it. Thanks. Just completely oversell me. Thank you. Very <laughs> welcome. We, we, we're strapping the rocket ship to your back, bro. We're giving you the push, son. We, we're, we're pulling him over. WrestleMania, mean of him, Brock Lesnar. Brother. He's just got to kick his ass. <laughs> just kick I him can't... in the dick. That's what everyone does. Hey, hey. It's like one of those big bosses. You have to find the trick to take him out. With Brock Lesnar, you just kick him in the dick. <laughs> Did the Undertaker. He's obviously got a small dick because it's very easy to get him up there. Anyway. Oh, wow. Okay. Probably can buy a bruised dick by this point. <laughs> if, if you ever listen to this, come at me, bitch. All right, let's go. Undertaker, Seth Rollins, they've all just need a ricochet. Yeah, everyone's just told Drew McIntyre did it as well. Yeah, true. Good point. <laughs> Mr. Mid event. He's kryptonite. <laughs> it's a kryptonite. <laughs> any person. Kicking him in the well, gym. Yeah. It's well, any man. Well, 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 it's kryptonite. kryptonite, yeah. Even women. <laughs> Come on now, I, like it's, it hurts when you punch, kick them down there, bruv. Like, ow. Anyway, Tom. <laughs> anyway, right, let's TV. Go on. <laughs> okay, so the first one that I'm bringing up this week, and you guys might know it, it's a brilliant show. It's called Mind Hunter. Oh yeah, I've heard of that. That's that looks so damn good. It's available on Netflix. Um, That's it. It's just come to the end of its second series. It's absolutely fantastic. The basic premise of it is um, these two guys who became like the FBI. There was no term for a serial killer until like the seventies, and it was the bits based on the guys who originally came up with that term and the team they put together to go and meet people who basically were serial killers. Mm. And it's just it's really interesting. It's the psychology of murder. It's the psychology of these characters with their own issues. It has a nice mixture of sticking to following a linear story of trying to catch murderers yeah. and to understand serial killers and things like that, which is really good. Like they go in this, the main guy who um, quite clearly is autistic, but Asperger's level of that. Yeah. Going and speaking to, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of him, the, uh, the co-ed killer. Ed somebody, I can't remember his surname. I've heard of him, but I can't remember what he did. That's he, the thing. He, he killed about 15 women and they were all college students. Oh, okay, yeah. Ended, college, college killer, yeah. yeah. Ended, ended it by, the last person he killed was his mother and he chopped her head off and used her as a dartboard. Uh, Damn. <laughs> yeah. We do that sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, so basically you following these two characters, you've got one guy who is this kind of I guess he's autistic and he's played that way to a degree. He's obsessed with it. He's, but he kind of tries to empathize mm. and it hurts him. It's a bit like the same premise of um, 
in Red Dragon, you know, um, the character Graham Norton plays in Red Dragon for the the, the Hannibal Lecter film, where oh, yeah. he can put himself in the mind of killers. Yeah. This guy does. This guy tries to do that. He tries to understand where killers are coming from in order to catch people, and it hurts him because he's having to kind of imagine hor- horrific things. But he's really good at it. And then you've got the guy who's his boss, who is more of a sort of standard, kind of shoe, yeah, standard, really likable character. But he's a proper old school bollocks to this. I'm not doing that kind of <laughs> character. <laughs> but, and it's, pre- and it's really good. The first series was excellent. The second series wasn't quite as good, but it was still brilliant. And they've quite clearly lined it up for a third series because the second series, you had kind of subplots going through each episode, but at the same time, it was based around them trying to find one particular killer. And it's them getting closer and closer to catching this. And it's the killer that really did exist. Yeah. So it's quite interesting, but at the same time, but the very in the very first episode, you're introduced to a character who you're never told his name, you don't know anything about him, and he's basically doing autoerotic asphyxiation, masturbation in the first season, first episode. So he gets turned on by doing dangerous things, basically. And um, this character reappears a few times, and based on the way that I'm almost certain that it's going to turn out that he, if they do a season three, which is questionable at the moment, will turn out to be the Zodiac Killer. Zodiac, I was just about to say that, Zodiac Killer. I mean, one of the main reasons I think that is because David Fincher, who is one of the, is the executive producer of this show, he's the guy who directed the Zodiac film, so it's obviously something, Ah. a real passion thing for him already. So I'm thinking that's who it's going to turn out to be. They never say so. But he's escalating what he's doing all the time. They keep coming back to this guy. So I've got a feeling that's what it's going to turn out to be. But yeah, like I said, but it's brilliant. They're really good at building tension and tying it into real world events, things that happened at the time. It's really good. Plus the development of the actual main characters. They've all got their own stuff going on that is screwed up and things. But it doesn't, it never gets over the top. I never go too far. Isn't that that a a Will Graham from like Mads Mikkelsen Hannibal? Is it like that? Similar to that. Um, yes, that, yeah, that. that's a better description than the Red Dragon one, yeah. Yeah. I, I hadn't thought of that as a TV show. I love that show. Yeah, <laughs> visuals, visuals are stunning. It's very, very similar. The guy plays it quite similarly to the way the guy in Hannibal plays it. Yeah. Not ah. quite so extreme. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they ever at any point that I remember state that this guy has any kind of mental health issue. Yeah. But he does. That's <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm autistic, so like I've yeah, seen bad autism, Sheldon <laughs> Cooper, Big Bang Theory, yeah, yeah. and good autism, like a typical, which is another Netflix show. But like I've seen good and bad people with autistic um, properties, because uh, obviously we work with autistic people as well. So where do you think it falls on the? I think it falls. I think they do very well with it. They handle it nicely. Yeah, because it's not the main thing about the guy. That's mm. good. That's what they do with Sheldon Cooper. It's why I hate the big bang for mm. They do it to get cheap laughs. It's like um, you know, um, I wasn't quite the outsider with um the, the black girl. She's yeah. black, she's like the way she's she's told she's like part autistic. And like they they never really play on it that much, that's why I like it. Mm. She's just smart, you know what I'm saying? So you would say it's very good. They don't put too much attention on it. 
if you're interested in sort of crime drama and things like that, which on day one I said I was, um, yeah, it's brilliant. It's it so it plays a line between really good um, fiction and actual, like I say, real world events. It plays a ve- it takes a very good line between the two, mm. and mm. yeah, I cannot recommend it highly enough. Unfortunately, season three was supposed to happen, but they've. Uh, about a month ago, they announced that it's indefinitely suspended. So we don't know whether that's going to happen or not. But I don't think it was to do with the current situation in the world. I think it was actually suspended before that. So mm. I don't know if it's just they didn't think they had a big enough viewership or what. But they've definitely set it up for a third season. So I'm hoping they'll go with it. But at the same time, they could leave it where they are as well. Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't it be like a niche product. It's not kind of niche. <laughs> It's not as niche as you'd expect, but if you're interested in real-world crime, that kind of stuff, this is a brilliant, brilliant series. Yeah. David Fincher is an amazing... Yeah, he's he's amazing. He is. I mean, I know he's not the director on this. He's the executive producer, but it's got that kind of feel of a Fincher production on it. It's Uh, dark without being too dark. It's... Yeah. It's really... It's gritty and it's edgy and it's... Yeah. It's good fun. Well, not fun, but it's it's a very enjoyable watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha, I gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Netflix has uh, got a situation now where there's so much stuff they're having to cancel it because the quality of Netflix is so bloody high. Yeah. That's the thing. It feels like you have to be a sex education to be able to keep pumping out seasons. You know? <laughs> yeah, but even that will even that will have a finite life. Yeah, exactly. Stuff like that. It's just got short shelf life there. Definitely. But it's still better than Love is Blind. Um, so your next one, Tom. Okay, so yeah. this one is coming up purely because I'm an obsessive about this show anyway, but I'm going on to one very specific thing that came out a week or so ago. It was Red Dwarf the Promised Land. Which was a 90 minute special, which really brilliantly tied back to the original TV show as well. It's all about the cats. You know, in, in the very first episode of Red Dwarf Ever, they talked about the cats developing and going off on two ships to try and find the promised land. Yeah. And this is actually what happened to those cats, basically, is them ending back up at Red Dwarf. And yeah, it's. I'm not going to give you any spoilers. It is brilliantly done. All of the original cast are back. You've got a couple of really interesting things like the discovery of, you know how over the years of Red Dwarf, Rimmer has been soft light, hard light. Yeah. And now on this one, they find a new thing that's even better called diamond light. <laughs> diamond light. What? Yeah. Basically, he looks like a sparkly superhero at one point. But... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it is it, the world's shittiest superhero with as many sparkles on him as he can possibly have. Is what you're looking. You're at. saying that they made Chris Barrio even more ridiculous than Ace Rimmer. I love that. He's perfect. Yes, they, and he sounded a bit like Ace Rimmer, but he wasn't Ace Rimmer. So, <laughs> like as soon as he turned into Diamond Light, his voice went deeper. Oh my gosh! But yeah, brilliant. The Diamond Light thing doesn't last for the whole episode. It comes in. You'd have to watch it to understand. Um, but yeah, Red Dwarf 
is one of my favourite shows of all time. I've said this to you guys previously. Yeah. Um, and they had that they had a massive break, and then they've done season 10, 11, and 12, which were all really good. And this is the same standard. So mm. I cannot recommend it highly enough. It's funny as hell. It's got a really good cast behind it. I mean, um, obviously you've got Chris Barry, Craig Charles, Daniel Jules, Robert Llewellyn. It's got Holly back in it again. Okay. Holly yeah, Reed, which is awesome. Um, there's a guy called Ray Fearon plays the king of the cat people. Um, mm. I'm trying to think of things that he's been in. You might know. I can't think of anything. He was in Coronation Street for a couple of years, I think. But he's a very good actor. He's really, really cool. Um, yeah, and a really good baddie as well. But it's just there's so many beautiful little touches that a typical Grant Naylor Grant and Naylor things to do. Yeah. That just think, yeah, perfect. I mean, one of the best ones is in order to get into the King's uh, audience chamber, everyone has to come through a cat flap, which is just hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've got oh, a massive God. cat flap. It's just absolutely brilliant. What the hell? And it's just stuff like that. Little touch you think, yeah, if they were cats, that would be what they'd do, yeah. It's just <laughs> the kind of things you never thought of, and it's absolutely beautiful. And it's one of the things that I've always liked about Red Dwarf is it's not scared of tackling big issues. So this one is actually ta- talking about an issue of sort of religion and the basis of faith and things like that, because half of these cats believe that Lister is their god, which obviously causes huge problems within this episode. Yeah. But... um. They've never been afraid of taking on those kind of talking points and dealing with them sensitively, but also in a really funny way. Yeah. In many ways, it kind of reminds me of if you guys have ever seen the stage show Book of Mormon. Oh, it's what? like that. It's dealing with a really tricky subject in the funniest way possible. And yeah, um, so like I said, The Promised Land, for me, it was eight or nine out of ten. For just pure enjoyment. Uh, and yeah, I cannot recommend it highly enough. Okay. Especially uh, if you're a fan of the show. Go and watch it. You will enjoy it. Wow. I have an announcement to make. What? Talking of Red Dwarf. We okay. have decided. I'm just going to go with it. So okay. we have decided to add a second podcast to our streaming. It's going to be a episode by episode show um, review of Red Dwarf, um, and it will be available every Tuesday. It's something that we've thought about for a while, but it's something that we feel like we can bring a lot of passion to, and so we decided that we will add, for the time being, a Red Dwarf review every week. And once that finishes, it could going to take a while. We're figuring <laughs> out them. Twenty twenty two is a long way away. But, yeah, I, uh, I, I know that I know that Troy's going to pump for friends after that if he can. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. We could just do a whole podcast on that, and it's friends. Oh. Yeah. Well, uh, the problem is because we know the rules, we haven't quite decided what this special will be in two weeks. But friends, unfortunately, can't qualify right now because there's a special oh. coming soon. So it's incomplete. Its future is incomplete. So we can't do it. Because I guarantee you, if it's successful, it will lead to another series. Because they will have money to throw out that. So, Probably. The, we can't do Friends. 
Well, we can do Friends, but it would take five years. So we thought we'd start with Red Dwarf first. Because <laughs> all right, all right. we reckon we can get it done in 18 months, roughly. So, and obviously if Dave put more out with this corona thing happening, um, there could be more. There's most probably going to be more. Um, there almost certainly will be, yeah. Yeah, you know there will be. So we decided to dedicate that. And because we're British... We must probably dedicate time to Brit- that second podcast. We then change to another British comedy show after. Sorry, we just British. <laughs> We're not apologizing for it. We'll bring up the American stuff and the weekly stuff and in the occasional big deep dive. But we're British. So hey, we, we, I, I pull out American shows here and then. So we're doing, we're doing, we're doing, we're doing the job. So, you know, we're British though, but we want to bring more British television to attention. Because now with Netflix and Amazon, there's more time than ever for people from around the world to see the variety. But we might stick the classics, the complete talks and the Red Dwarf podcast just as British for now. So we haven't come up with a name yet, but, uh, you know, I will debut the sign-off for today. (laughs) <laughs> I want this to be the podcast title and it won't be allowed Thomas told me not to do it you cannot swear not in the title old. of a podcast <laughs> exactly uh, I will do the sign off at least before we finish so guys thank you very much um, we will next week have links because we're going to start to put stuff on Spotify and iTunes now um, but we will update you next week and everything thank you for the continued support um, please, if you like, share and subscribe as always, guys. It's goodbye for me. Yeah, goodbye for me. Goodbye for me. So, snug off, you fucking smeggers. Good night. <laughs>